0: This is an avocado, and this is a podcast that makes this an avocado podcast. You are now listening to The Young God, a podcast for the gods. First, breathe. Take several deep breaths and witness the power of your body to keep you alive in this moment. In through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, hold it, hold it, out through the mouth. Your attitude determines your latitude. I'm high as a motherfucker, flies a motherfucker. Hello and welcome to The Young God, the first episode of the new year. We made it. We fucking made it. 2020 was wild and it caught us unawares, but. I don't know about you. My eyes are now wide open. Let nothing surprise you moving forward. Anything can happen. We know there's a pandemic. We know nothing is the same. And we know that we are all not as capable as we thought we were. The only thing that can stop you is your attitude. A lot of you simply don't have the right attitude to life and it's holding you back seriously. Not to sound preachy, but the more difficult things get, the better you must become. Otherwise, it's just pain and complain and we all know how that gets us nowhere. And uh, where are my manners though? I got so excited I forgot to introduce myself. I am Rodney, your host, and I'm here to tell you that you can have everything you want in 2021 and beyond. However, It takes timing, a willingness to risk it all, the right actions, the right passions, and the right attitude. For this episode, I want to focus on what I think is the most important of them all, the right attitude. How you view the world on a daily basis, how you see and interpret the events that happen to and around you. I'm here to tell you, Jeez, I say that a lot these days. I'm here to tell you that if you're able to improve your overall attitude, everything else will improve as well. Speaking from experience. You see, we tend to focus on our specific problems, our depression, our lack of motivation, our social shortcomings, our boredom. But what controls all these seemingly separate things is our attitude. If you're able to adopt the right attitude, you will see other aspects of your life shift into place, your creative powers will elevate, your ability to handle stress, your confidence levels, your relationships with people, everything levels up. This is not a new idea, by the way. Renowned American psychologist William James first made this connection between attitude and overall wellness in the 1890s. Not the 1980s, oh. 1890s. We're in 2021, that's 131 years, and the world is still yet to see the light. Lucky for you, I have, and I'm here to share it with you. I'm here to share what I have learned. I'm here to tell you, ugh, oh, it, no more, this has to stop. I don't know where I got that habit from, just saying that that phrase, but, if your life is not going the way you want, if you're feeling confused and unmotivated, If you're feeling stuck, you need to apply some self-awareness to your attitude. If I can, I would like to help. I'm going to outline four ways our attitude affects aspects of our lives. And maybe, hopefully, it'll point you in the right direction. I hope you find this long talk helpful. But first, a message from our sponsors. I'm no foodie, but I know good food. And one of the places I go to indulge my cravings is the Clubhouse Abuja. Not to be confused with Clubhouse the app. The Clubhouse is hidden away in Life Camp where they offer a nice peaceful environment to have fun and relax. The Clubhouse has everything, a restaurant with a robust menu, a bar with all the booze you can handle, shisha if you want all the smoke, a beautiful blue pool you can dive into and a gym. How about I just let the manager Stephanie tell it better? A we have the best food. B we have an awesome pool that's super clean. Yeah. <laughs> C, we have a chill spot. Am I mean what am I missing? And oh yeah, the dessert. Pain perdu and yeah, the come Apple pie dessert. and the fried rice. Malaysian fried rice. That's oh my god. That's I so wanna eat that right now. Anyways. Do check out the clubhouse on Instagram at the Clubhouse Abuja. They say your attitude determines your latitude. So, there are four ways your attitude can affect your life. One, how you view the world. Two, how you view yourself. Three, how you view your energy and health. And four, how you view other people. Let's begin, shall we? How to view the world. Okay, so. You start by um, by seeing yourself as an explorer. Most people prefer to cling desperately to ideas and principles they formed early in life. They they sort of limit themselves to a certain role, certain behaviors, and they just want to fit a label. The thing is, a lot of people defend and hold on to those ideas out of fear, fear of uncertainty, the unknown, of being wrong. Instead of curiosity. They adopt conviction and absolutes, and we know how absolutes are in this world, shades of grey, full ground. So by the time they're 30, they think they know everything they need to know, and that attitude serves them for a limited time because some ideas can only take you so far. Eventually, they reach a dead end which your current beliefs can't help you get through. It is at this time that they feel stuck and helpless, and nothing seems to be working out, But they're unaware of what is happening because ideas and assumptions and false truths have a way of blinding us and caging us. You won't even know that they're in play. They seem so real that we can't consider anything else. A prime example is women who decide from an early age that they hate men or that men are the reason their lives suck or that men are the reason for every problem there is in the world. They're not totally wrong, but the danger here is believing in it so deeply that by the time they reach their their late 20s, the idea sticks and becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Another example is how blacks might blame systemic racism for for the quality of life they live today, which may be true, but they've held on so tightly to that easy target of an excuse that Every perceived injustice is read through that lens and it fulfills, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy again. And these are just two examples that come to mind, but there are endless ways that the things you believe can hold us back. As I said earlier, you must be an explorer, a free thinker, keep an open mind so that you can try on new ideas like clothes in the dressing room, continuously check in to see what fits and what will help you in the stage of life you are in. Forget the need to appear consistent and steadfast in your ideas. It's a scam. Feel free to contradict yourself. Play with ideas. Don't hold on too tightly to things. Even I, yeah, even I am ready to do away with this whole God idea the day it no longer serves me. It seems unlikely because it serves me so well at the moment, but who knows? I'm open to anything better. For me, connecting with the world, connecting with the essence of life is more important than being right. My mind is vast because I've explored a lot of things from a lot of sources in my short life. I have a better feel for truth than someone who has committed to one idea on one side of the story. I have a better feel for truth than someone who has committed to one idea or one side of the story. This sort of openness to things is the secret to true creativity. It gives such great mental pleasure. Just imagine what it must be like. Just imagine what it must be like in the mind of a depressed person, right? Dark, dim, and hopeless. Now imagine the opposite. A mind that is bright, open, and well-ventilated. A beautiful mind. That's what it feels like in my head. That's the benefit of seeing the world as I do. Speaking for myself, of course, but I encourage you to try it, for real. All of this to say, be careful what you believe, especially if it makes you think harshly of of, of yourself or others. Always question your motives, lest you create a thought that traps you. How to view difficult times is the next one, right? Now, the first thing to come to terms with is the fact that life is predominantly pain suffering, and struggle, inside and out. Just the simple act of getting out of bed is the first and hardest battle for most of us, before you now take into account the other responsibilities and commitments and emotional battles waiting for us out there. For a lot of us, the way we were taught or encouraged to handle difficulty in early childhood has set the tone for our overall attitude to life. Most people see struggle as something to avoid at all costs, Millennials and and the generations after us are most guilty of this weak attitude. We just were not prepared for the war that real life is. Instead of of committing to learning from negative experiences, we take them so personally, or worse, we repress them. This coping mechanism then makes life harder than, than it needs to be. Sometimes it's not that life is hard, it's that we don't know how to deal with hardship. And if you can't do the difficult things, even the easy things become difficult. The secret that all great and successful people know is that when you overcome a great difficulty, there are all kinds of internal rewards that come with that. Increased confidence, increased happiness, increased ability to deal. The universe responds to such strength. An example of this would be the story of Abraham and Isaac in the Bible. Abraham's decision to follow through on an extremely difficult task inspired God to reward him with the ultimate gift. He was rewarded abundantly for for, for being so willing to trust and obey in himself and in God. The historic accuracy of that story is always up for debate, but the elemental truth oozing from that story is deep. If you know, you know. Train yourself or oh, train yourself to accept, get used to, and embrace the struggle. Especially if you want a meaningful life. You have to boss up and floss up to achieve it. You know, life only gets harder. You will marry, raise kids, lose family members, and suffer all kinds of adult trauma. If you can't deal now, where do you think the strength to come, where do you think the strength to deal will come from? Strength is honed only a, only a few of only a few people are able to find strength in the moment the rest of us have to start today to develop it no wonder we complain about how hard adulting is maybe it's not that adulting is hard we're just not able to deal or it is hard but still you know i mean yo this part is so personal to me because um I foresee a time where a lot of people in our generation are gonna just break down just cause they, ne- they never never learn to deal early. It's not too late guys, it's not. How to view yourself, that's the next thing, that's the next aspect. And this takes me back to the episode I did at the beginning of the season called, Telling your story is the secret to survival. In that episode, I talked about how the story you tell yourself about yourself defines how you see the world and your attitude to things. So join me, pause for a moment to think about what you think about yourself, how you interpret the things that have happened to you in your life, just a few seconds. You don't need to have a detailed picture, just a general sense of your sense of self. Take note of whatever you discover. For some, you might be comfortable, content with who you are, what you have been through and where you're going. For most, you might low-key hate yourself. You can't stand yourself. You compare yourself with others and see yourself as a waste of blood and bone. You might not even be sure at all what you feel about yourself, which is just as bad because it's better to know than not know, you know? Everyone tells a story about themselves inside their own head. Always, all the time. That story makes you what you are. We build ourselves out of that story. And as we get older, we tend to put limits on how far we can go in life. It's pretty hard not to internalize all the criticism and doubt that have been thrown our way since the day we started crawling. Our minds have have this strange ability make associations using ourselves as a reference point they create our identities based on uh, relation to people and things in simple terms we take things personal we're too attached we make things about us and that's where our problems start your sense of self is shaky so you use external things to balance it out one of the greatest tragedies in life is to lose your own sense of self and accept the version of you that is expected by everyone else again the word self-fulfilling prophecy comes up what this means is that we inevitably act out and manifest the things we believe about ourselves and then tell ourselves see i was right the power of the mind is not a joke whether we know it or not it's why a lot of people are so humble and self-deprecating these days they find it hard to speak well about themselves or their achievements. I'm here to tell you, (laughs) I'm here to tell you that that kind of humility is not a virtue. It is something people promote to keep each other in check. So here's the thing. The same way we can create self-limiting thoughts is the same way we can create self-expanding thoughts that fulfill themselves. It works both ways. No. Believe and tell yourself that whatever you're doing now, you can do more, much more, and that shift will cause things to happen. It's why one of my words of affirmation is, I am a God, and I believe it too. Such belief translates to high levels of confidence that other people tend to feed off of. It reflects in the high goals I set for myself. Even if I don't reach them, I keep moving. You may not be comfortable with calling yourself a God, even though you should, but just telling yourself that you're destined for something great, something good, can change the way you relate with others and the things you ask for. Start today. See yourself as capable of more, be gentle with yourself, responsible for yourself, and watch that dynamic fulfill itself. God damn. Let's take a break. How to view your energy and health? It is so slept on how our mental space, our willpower, affect our health. I'm sure we've all felt this at some point, to some degree. Where when we fall in love or feel excited about our work, suddenly we have more energy and we recover from illnesses more quickly. But when you are depressed or excessively worrisome, you open yourself up to all kinds of health issues. I'm here. to t- I said it again, I'm here to tell you that our attitude plays plays an enormous role in our health whether we know it or not. It's something that science has begun to explore and more connections will be made in the decades to come. As of right now, try and observe these effects in your personal life. In general, the better you feel about yourself, about life, the more you're able to push beyond your physical limits. Ever notice why some people age prematurely? It's because, probably, it's probably because they accepted the limits of what they can do as they get older. People who obsess about losing their physical looks usually tend to lose it. Worry tends to have that effect on our skin, on our usefulness. Let me say it again for those in the back. If you're afraid to age, if you're worried about losing your looks. If you limit what you can achieve in your advanced age, you will make it so. Self-fulfilling dynamic again, that's what. That's probably the theme of this entire episode, how believing in something or thinking something before it's even become a thing in your life makes it actually a thing. The point I've been trying to make for the past 10-17 minutes is to remove all self-limiting thoughts from your life if you can help it. Be open to things, expect the best from situations, focus on what you can gain, not what you will lose. That's the fountain of youth, people. That's that eternal life Jesus spoke about. If you live well and think well, anything is possible. Why is sleep so important? Sleep is important to both physical and mental health. If you sleep well, you tend to think well. And if you think well, you tend to do things well. When you do things well, your overall fulfillment and happiness increases. When you feel fulfilled, you tend to sleep even better. And better sleep leads to better thoughts and the cycle just fulfills itself like that. Everything is connected. God damn, I feel so inspired right now. Yeah, I'm inspired, we're in the spirit now. (laughs) And finally, how to view other people. Isn't it funny how we spend 90% of our time with people and yet we're so unequipped to deal with them? We're far more interested in amassing certifications in a thousand courses in business, IT, photography and whatever else, but none of those courses is in or none of those courses have to do with understanding the people we spend most of our time with. As in We spend most of our time with human beings and yet we're not committed to learning and understanding how to deal with them. Think about that for a second. It occurred to me a long time ago that other people are not the problem. People are who they are. It's me that doesn't know how to deal with them. It is I. Our ignorance of human nature makes life harder than it needs to be. And I would say that this is the final puzzle For achieving that God mentality, that that supreme attitude that I'm here to tell you about. It's so crucial to know how to motivate, persuade, inspire, negotiate with and set boundaries with people. Knowing when to talk softly and when to use a stick. Knowing how to be gentle as a dove and yet wise as a serpent. As a general rule, when things don't work out between me and a person, I put the burden of responsibility on myself. For not knowing how to deal, or how or, or or not managing my emotions well, or whatever the case, if you look deeply enough, you can always see how you could have handled a situation better. My personal goal is I wanna I wanna master people, yo. And that's a goal that you should set for yourself too. The first thing is you must try to get past that natural tendency to take everything people say and do personally, whether it's rude or nice. Even when they criticize you or act against your interests, you must try to detach and not get drawn into emotional battles with people. Most times, they are just projecting. The way I see people, they're like facts of nature. They come in shapes, they come in all shapes and sizes, like flowers or rocks. There are fools, saints, sociopaths, egomaniacs, and nobles. Some are sensitive, some are insensitive. They are all necessary to the ecosystem of life. I don't get mad at a stone for rolling across my path. Why then would I get mad at a person for being who they are? Reason them. Think about it. I know this mindset is asking a lot of some of you, depending on what you've been through. But hey man, I get it, but you can't can't change people. There's no point complaining or being surprised when people show you who they are. You must just accept diversity and the fact that people are what they are and you are what you are and the world is what it is. The fact that people are different from you should not affect you negatively. Embrace it, welcome it. Like what other alternative is there though? Think about it. If you want to survive, if you want to master this game of life and be above the noise, you have to adopt this kind of like neutral stance and understand people on a deeper level. Take them as they are, not as you would have them. I've grown extremely tolerant of people and their excesses over the years just for adopting this lens on people. And as a result, my interactions with them have become smoother. And I found that people tend to be drawn to this energy. So that's that on these four aspects of attitude that, I wanted to share with you guys today, and from everything I've shared, right, it should come of it should, it should come as no surprise as to why no two people relate to the same external events the same way. Even with perfectly similar surroundings, everyone lives in a world of their own. The way you choose to look at the world inevitably shapes it. That's why someone might see life as empty, dull, and needlessly hard, and someone else, like me, might see life as rich interesting and meaningful. When a successful person talks about the interesting things that have happened in their life, many people wish that a similar thing would happen in their lives too, completely forgetting that they may react differently in that situation simply because their attitude is different, even by a millimeter. They also forget that they should be envious of the mental aptitude that allowed the person to thrive in those situations, not necessarily the success itself for example we all have the ability to bring forth ideas but not everyone has the mentality to commit and execute them so right there you can see that sometimes it's not really the external circumstances that matter but your attitude to life itself that is the secret to everything i feel so preachy right now having said all i've said but i don't know a better way to express all these things You can't can't cheat your way or wish your way to a good life. I'm sorry. You can't just believe in something and believe your way to the life of your dreams. You must show you're working. You have to make sure that your mind and actions translate as well. A lot of our problems in life come from the fact that we try too hard to control things and fit them through our limited worldview. It's like trying to squeeze an orange into an exhaust pipe or trying to fit a camel through the eye of a needle. Nothing good can come out of that. The best thing for you to do is to expand your worldview and just be endlessly fascinated and curious about stuff. Expand your range beyond yourself, your family and your friends. Be generous and tolerant of strangers, even, even people you don't like, even your enemies. Yeah, these things matter. Take notice of the role, take notice of the role your attitude towards life has played in your current situation and make plans to move forward. Adapt to circumstances instead of complaining. Accept uncertainty. Embrace the randomness of things. That's how you develop depth and substance. Two of the most attractive things in a person. That's how you attract dope situations. I know all of this is easier said than done. So the next best thing you can do is to maybe associate yourself with people who embody this mindset so that it may rub off on you because these things are contagious oh man 2021 huh everything is so uncertain so hard so so like up in the air it's you know even i am like struggling to stay above it you know because life is getting harder guys We're all looking for something to make it all easier, to make it make sense. We want solace, we want salvation, but we have no idea where to look or whether we're on the right path. Who the fuck knows? Even I. Still, I encourage you to go into 2021 with the right attitudes, the right intentions. We talk about vibrations, energy, spirituality, religion, and all these other concepts all the time. But they all begin with the attitude that you enter into them with. It all starts with you. You are the one that fulfills these things, not the other way around. The world is what it is and you are who you are. Remember that you are a God with the ability to create your own reality, opportunities and more. Tap into that. (sighs) So that's that on that on this topic. I hope it hits home. I hope it gets you on the path to unleashing the God within you. It's necessary. Please share this with your network if it resonated. Feel free to slide in my DMs if you want to engage and share your feedback. On IG it's at TheYoungGodPod, on Twitter it's I am the young God. follow for exclusive content, it gets better I promise. Subscribe also to get notified on new episodes cause next week, I'm gonna shake the table on one of my favorite things to explore, confidence, I'm super excited about that one actually, y'all ain't ready, oh and by the way, there's a donation link in the bio if you're feeling moved to support this project financially, I would appreciate it. My name is Rodney and this is The Young God.